All right, everybody, welcome back to Tech Gumbo. I am Haggai Davis III, co-hosting with Haggai Davis II, and we'd like to welcome you to our show. Tech Gumbo is a conversation about the past, present, and future of all things technology in a topical, interesting, and digestible way. Thank our sponsor, Cardinal Capital, because they connect businesses to capital. Doesn't matter what business you're in, Cardinal Capital has the capital resources all across the United States that are willing to help fund organizations of any sizes, life cycles, categories, or location. Cardinal Capital works with you to craft the best commercial finance package for you to achieve your business goals. Whether you are looking to refinance your current debt because of the new government programs and favorable interest rates, or you want to finance new equipment or acquire another business altogether, Cardinal Capital has the resources to make it happen. When banks cannot do a loan, they seek out Cardinal Capital to help. The Cardinal Capital guys are easy to work with and fun to be around. Contact them today at 225-308-3700 or send them an email at info at cardinalcap.net. They'll be happy to help you with your commercial finance needs. So each week we take a listener's question that's texted into us at 225-255-0431. And we use that to open up our, our sec- segment here. And... We also send that listener a big, beautiful Tech Gumbo mug. If you want to get a picture, you can go to our Twitter page at Tech Gumbo Show or the Facebook page at Tech Gumbo Show to see this mug because it's really an awesome mug. This week's question was, I heard the guy in charge of Twitter is stepping down. Why is this a big deal? That's a great question. So Jack Dorsey. As uh, the CEO and founder of Twitter, he he's been there, you know, on and off for the past 16 years since since it was initially created, and he's uh, been an interesting personality, and he's helped direct the company, and he's handing off. Yeah. So when when Twitter first started back in 2007, he was the initial CEO, and that that run lasted for about 16 months and, and then they fired him as ceo and dick costolo came in and he was the ceo for until 2015 which this uh, mr costolo really helped build twitter and brought it back to life because it was near death at times and then he stepped down and jack dorsey st- stepped back in as ceo back in 2015 and to say it's been a tumultuous relationship with between him and the board is to be mild about the description. Yeah, ever since it was acquired by an investment fund, they have really been trying to get rid of him uh, in the past year or two. And it looks like he finally, finally caved. He said, you know what? I'm worth enough billions of dollars. I'm still young. He's only 45. He said, I'm going to go. I'm going to go hang out in Africa for the next six months. I, I, I don't need this CEO. This is this is a lot of stress, a lot of headache. I'm going to go chill in a forest somewhere. Yeah, I mean, the guy's got 16 million shares of, of Twitter, and he's worth roughly $12 billion. So he doesn't need the gig. Yeah, he, he's also, he's still the CEO of Square, the digital payment company, which he helped co-found back in 2009 as well. And and so it's not like he's completely going to disappear. 
he's just not going to appear at Twitter anymore. Yeah, he's just going to have a smaller role in the world, probably focus more on Square, focus more on Bitcoin. He talks about being really into Bitcoin, talks about being into the idea of decentralization. And that's also part of why the next guy, uh, who we're going to butcher this next guy's name, Parag Agarwal, the next guy was specifically tapped by Dorsey. Uh, and the, Mr. Agarwal also has a history of supporting decentralization. And so part of why this is an important news story or why it matters is how much information is shared over Twitter. This is not a, the social media platform like Facebook where you post pictures of your what you're having for dinner or you know some you're trying to get in political arguments or anything. That's not what Twitter is. Twitter is a news resource more than anything else. I mean, it's quick, it's instant information. And so when you have the guy who's been running this for the past six years says, that's it, I'm out, that's, that is newsworthy. And to have Parag Agrawal stepping in, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And so Mr. Parag's story is also pretty cool. He was born in Mumbai, came to America, was studying at Stanford to get a PhD, and then left Stanford to go join Twitter. You know, that's that's the American dream right there. Uh, an immigrant who came to this country to, to get an education and better himself. And he's now the head of one of the tech giants. And he's 37 years old and has had a pretty good career. I mean, he's been with Google, he's been with Microsoft, he's been with IBM. So it he's he's made his way around some of the different tech firms and he's got a good bit of experience. For the past four years, he's been the chief technology officer at Twitter. So he's he knows what the inside of, of Twitter looks like. And this is going to be a pretty smooth transition. Yeah, he also was part of some cool projects. Like whenever Twitter allowed users to send tips in cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, that was something that he was a part of. And so, you know, very much kind of echoing that decentralization mindset that Dorsey had, you can see it continually, you can see why Dorsey specifically picked him. And the Dorsey said that I have full trust in him. This guy knows what he's doing. He's been around for a very long time. It's expected to be a smooth transition here. Yes, there's a lot of the tech observers who said that Mr. Agrawal's appointment made sense because he was a spiritual successor to Jack Dorsey. And I guess when you are running a publicly traded company, you want smooth transitions. You don't want things to kind of look like chaos and have your stock tank overnight you want you want calm yes we're just i'm standing up and he's sitting down on the chair and everything's going to be fine you know keep keep tweeting everything's okay remain calm all is well it's a nice natural progression and progressing naturally the twitter is now bringing twitter blue into the u.s yeah, this is an interesting little platform that Twitter's going to allow you to pay three bucks a month and 
you're not going to have a whole lot of extra ads. You're, you're going to, but when you click on a news link, if the Washington Post or the Atlantic or BuzzFeed or one of those publications, when they post a, a story, it's going to let you go behind the paywall to read that article. Go behind the paywall to read the article and read it without ads. So, for example, the Hollywood Reporter is a free news site, but their business models, they sell ads. Well, if you have Twitter Blue and you're viewing that article through Twitter Blue, then you would view that content ad-free. Your whole timeline would not be ad-free. It's just the news articles that are part of this program. Which I think is a clever thing to do because, again, like we were saying, so much of what Twitter is is about news. Okay, if I don't have a subscription to The Atlantic, they, there is an interesting story. For three bucks a month, I'm, I would click on that link and read it. I'm yeah. not going to pay the, the $6 a month that The Atlantic you know, charges to have a subscription to The Atlantic. I don't think that's worth it to me. But for $3 a month where I could see the Washington Post stories, the, the, you know, all of the different publications, now that does become interesting. Yeah, and there's other features also associated with Twitter Blue. It's not just the the news uh, sections. You also have an undo button on tweets. Tweets less than uh, a certain time after you first hit send. You can pull them back if you know there was a typo or maybe you shouldn't be saying it at all. You can now undo that tweet, uh, and you have a couple other little things here and there. But they're just trying to test, would people pay for a premium version of Twitter? The one caveat to that undo of that tweet, if somebody else sees it and screenshots it, it didn't go away. It's just not a permanent record when once it's been deleted on your timeline. Yeah. As we say often, nothing on the internet is ever impermanent. It's all there forever. But you're allowed to amend. So that's that's what they're offering you here. So thank you to the listener for your question that that brought about a really nice conversation. We'll be happy to send you your mug. Look for it. Come in the mail to you soon. Right. And so we wanted to continue on this theme of what are social media platforms doing to expand themselves. And we found a cool story about Spotify. They're looking to move beyond just music and they're trying to become the Instagram and TikTok of audio. Yeah, this is interesting because Spotify has been a an audio-only company since day one. I don't know why they feel like they need to go ahead and go toe-to-toe with a, a TikTok or a YouTube or an Instagram. That's not their business model. That's got them to where they are. Yeah, I think I think it's it's less that they're trying to show off videos here it's more they're trying to copy that idea so on instagram you have your users would post a picture of themselves maybe on spotify your users would post uh something that i said if i had a really funny thought that i said out loud or a really funny noise or something that i recorded and i wanted to share that you know that's that sounds like what they're pushing in the direction of because tiktok is also the same thing that you have a video that you record, but they, they do specify they want to become the audio version of that. So this is, they're trying to get more into the content creators, not just 
the recorded music artist, but it's all it's, still going to remain audio. Yeah, it's they're trying to right now. They're just a replacement for you know a, a music store. They're trying to look more like the a distributor social media company, like a Twitter, like an Instagram, like a TikTok, wherever the users create all the content as opposed to the users just consuming. That's so, the shift that they're going for here. So if you're a, a an indie band and you've created some music, you know, you're a garage band and you can start doing more of your own music like that and putting it on Spotify? Yeah, they're, they're not super clear as to what exactly it looks like. Are they creating a timeline? I, I'm not really sure. My guess is that they're not really sure either. It looks like they're just trying new and different things. Spotify has apparently never actually turned a profit, but they've always been growing. They've always been adding new and different things. You know, the article here also talks about when they first added podcasts, that at the time, uh, audiobooks and podcasts were considered not Spotify, but, you know, now they're considered integral to Spotify. Absolutely, because you can absolutely hear Tech Gumbo on Spotify. <laughs> we recommend it. But, you know, the it's such a large part of their platform now that they can sell ads there and that you have the long form content and that it's just a, a really different perspective that they're bringing, which fits naturally under their umbrella, though. You know, I can sit there and listen to music and then also listen to uh, a news podcast in, in the same location. And to me as a user, that makes sense that they're next to each other. Um, so I'm curious to see is what they're proposing along the same lines. I'm still kind of curious as to obviously because their their revenue has kind of flattened out a little bit over the past couple of years. They they're looking for new creative ways to to drive revenue to try and actually become profitable. They've got quite a burn rate on their 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 money that that they they generate the revenue generated. The stock certainly continues to grow, and the stock is what's keeping the company afloat. But it's not because of revenue coming in versus expenses going out. It's more about the valuation of their stock. Right. But that's that's how a lot of these tech corporations operate, that their stock value isn't just because profit minus expense equals positive. It's because they grow. And that as long as you keep growing, that people think that you're going to be worth more in the future than you are today. And that's ultimately what this is really all about, is that Spotify keeps adding new things to keep growing what they're capable of doing. And as long as people keep thinking that in the future they'll turn a profit, their stock will continue to do well. For example, in this year, they signed a bunch of big name podcasters and they've really dug into their own podcasting content. They also launched their own advertising network to serve ads targeted to listeners and through their podcasters. Then this is also the opposite of what Apple is doing. Apple is very stingy about sharing data where Spotify is really trying to put all of the data in the hands of their brands and creators so that you can target your apps most effectively. I, I think that's great. Uh, I know one of the things that you really like about Spotify is, is their annual wrap. Yeah, the, the Spotify wrap is a fun tradition that they started a couple of years ago. And every year at the end of the year, they will show you 
a summary of everything that he listened to. You know, what artist did he listen to the most? What song did he listen to the most? Uh, how many different genres? Things like that. And it's a lot of fun. They also, you see a lot of people sharing it to social media now. It's a pretty cool thing that they do. And I saw a great tweet about it. It's basically Spotify has turned, we're spying on you and collecting all of your data into something fun that most other corporations haven't been able to add that fun little sheen over the top of it. What are some of these 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 things that they that they do in the rap? So they yeah, they talk about the genres, they talk about all kinds of different data they're collecting. It's honestly a little frustrating for me because it's very clear that they're collecting all this data and they have all this data. Why not make it more available to me? Why not put it in my hands more? For example, if there's a song that I'm looking for and I'm like, oh, like, is that it? You, why, do, why can I not see how many times I've played that song? Why can I not see the last time I played that song? Why can I not see all of these other pieces of data? Why can't I see the genre of the song? You have all that data, Spotify. Like, give it to me. Let me interact with it. Let me, you know, do my own Spotify rap. Let me query the data in some way. That would be so much more interesting to me. I get that like they have this nice product and like it drives a lot of engagement, but I, I would be so much more excited to be able to dig through all of this myself. Now, I'm a data nerd. I'm probably the outlier on that. But. Well, this is true. It, it kind of runs in the family a little bit. The The fact that you can sit there and and get a list of the different songs, the different genres, and and we were talking about it beforehand. Some of the goofy names that for the, some of the genres that they've came up came out with this year for the music you listen to. You know, I I think that's fascinating. I, we've discussed this in the past. I have a Spotify account. I don't listen very often. I'm much I'm Pandora guy. That's where I started with my digital music. You're you know you started with Spotify and and kind of stayed with it. No, I started in Pandora. Oh, you just, okay. Did you? Yeah, somewhere I started in Pandora probably 2008 and then put in probably about five or six years into it. But the difference is that Pandora is like a radio station, whereas Spotify, you can choose what you listen to and you can choose when you listen to it and you can build playlists and things like that. And I think that's the big difference is that it's really changed how my generation interacts with music because a lot of the Spotify playlists are algorithmically generated. And so it's less that these two things would go together on paper, maybe. But because Spotify has looked through and found things that they have in common sonically, that's they're really serving you a lot of things which might be considered different, but are actually more similar to the listener. Okay. And so... Do you think Spotify is more a your generation than a my generation kind of thing? Or do you think it goes across multiple generations? I mean, it depends upon how involved in your music listening experience do you want to be. If you grew up and you turned on the radio station and whatever comes out of that box is what you listen to, then Spotify is not really going to be your platform. But if you want to say, okay, I want this song off that album i want to listen to that whole album and then i'm kind of in the mood for something to go work out to afterwards well then that's whenever spotify really starts to shine 
I'm I learned something new today as to what really drives Spotify. Yeah. So thank you. And we will also want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed services provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers across the Southeast United States. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through continuous innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 120 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, programmers, and designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of businesses, schools, and government agencies. Our managed services team can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis letting you focus on your business's strengths. This has become a proven formula, so proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need IT services, new technology, or have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. And if you enjoyed our show today, we're here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4 p.m. and the show reruns Sunday at 4. If you missed any part of the show, or would like to hear this or any previous episode, check out our podcast available on Spotify, but also on Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Overcast, Player FM, and Podchaser. Be sure to subscribe when when you're there. That way you'll get notified every time we post a new episode. And if you have some suggestions, or if you like our show, or you want to send in a question of the week, Text us at 225-255-0431, and we will send you a Tech Gumbo mug for free. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.